Welcome to Crashing with Friends. My name is Kyle Hobbs, your host. This week I have Connor Hobbs in the podcast. Hey. Jackson Brandman. Hello. And a very special guest. We got Frank. You say is Wattlet? Wattlet. 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 Man, this is a very special episode. I've wanted to have this man on the podcast since we since week one. I've been telling these two guys about Frank for five, Year, six years, years yeah. something like that. Long time. Yeah. Um, well, man, thank, thanks for all you had to do is ask. I, know, just, I mean, getting yeah. the courage to ask is no, a lot, man. Oh, man. No, n- no worries. <laughs> no need for any special courage, man. Just, just ask. But, man, thanks for having me. You're welcome, man. Um, yeah. So, just a little backstory. I mean, I pulled up a couple little little facts. I had your Wikipedia pulled up, but I liked what your <laughs> I liked what your card said. Um, maybe you can tell me what this part means. It says you were a lethal DB, but it says ST player. What's ST player mean? Do you know? Special teams. Special, yeah. Special teams. Okay. Thank you, man. That was that was bugging me. Special and teams. the best part of this, a jack of all trades. Yeah. I mean, I wasn't like the most talented, you know, guy. I wasn't the biggest, wasn't the fastest, but I could do a lot of stuff. I played a lot of special teams. In fact, played all the special teams. Uh, when I was in uh, high school, I kicked and punted. So really? I could, I, I was, you know, like an a emergency punter. Okay, yeah. And uh, when I was uh, also in high school, I, I was I was a quarterback and I got recruited to college as a quarterback, wishbone quarterback, you know, wishbone yeah. from the old days. And uh, so uh, I even, I think I even completed a pass in the NFL. Yeah, that's what, that's what, I, that's what I saw <laughs> in your... Uh, crazy, man. Right. Yeah. Um, it says you completed a pass for 14 yards against the Colts in 1986. Yeah. <laughs> that's more than almost every single person in America can hey, say. Man. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. I know. It's wild. I had uh, one of my, uh, you know, one of my uh, friends was looking up some stuff, and he's like, "Dude, you completed a pass. You ran the ball a couple of times for like, yes, forty yards. So <laughs> do a little bit of everything, man." So what it says here, the rest of your card. I'm just gonna read the rest of it. It says, first player in Saints history to score a defensive touchdown in consecutive weeks against the Cardinals and the Oilers in 1984." Yeah, I mean, it was just one of those... What a beast. Cool <laughs> things that happened, you know. Man. Yeah, the interception was uh, against Warren Moon. No oh, joke. Oh, wow. Man. What? Yeah. Dude, that is, oh, that's one of the questions I was going to ask time. you, man. Yeah. That's big time. Bro. Um, considered one of the Saints' best free agent finds, played for Saints from 81 to 87 and Rams from 87 to 88. Starting seventy-eight contests, is that right, or is there more than that? I think there's. I mean, I think that. I, yeah, I think that sounds right. Ninety-six. There was something about ninety-six. I might have played not like ninety-six or ninety-eight. Oh, games. it says you played a total of ninety-eight games yeah, before like in your career in eighty-eight. Okay, yeah. man, that's so cool, dude. Hey, I was very lucky. <laughs> it was awesome. It was a great experience. Um. So I want to start at the beginning then. So what got you into football, man? Like, <laughs> uh, well, my uh, my dad was a high school football coach, uh-huh. so uh, I think I have pictures of me in the crib with a football. So it was started <laughs> early on, and back in you know back in those days, back in the you know nineteen sixties, um, 
I started playing tackle. I think I played my first tackle football game when I was in third grade. Really? That's cool. Wow. So I don't know what, what. how old are you when you're in third grade? Seven or eight years old? Somewhere around Something there, like yeah. that. Yeah, probably eight. Yeah. And so I played tackle football every year from the age of eight to 30. <laughs> wow. And a crazy thing Rachel was telling me, my wife, <clears throat> um, you've never broken a bone? Uh, I really, I really did not have a, like what you would consider a serious injury. I, I fractured a thumb one time, but I played like eight games with it. I just cast it up and play. Right. And, uh, and that was about it. I had a few concussions, you know, because mm. back defensive when I played, player, yeah. yeah. You know, you could use your helmet as a weapon when I played. So. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, yeah like back in, like, the gladiator days. Exactly. Exactly. I think that's what that means in that card when he says lethal, because I, I usually, like, would pride myself in knocking people out. Mm-hmm. Yes. So. You got to make them fear you a little Violent. bit. <laughs> they see you coming. They kind of, like, think twice a little bit, you know? Well, yeah, and, you know, I especially liked, uh, you know, when they were, like, looking back for the ball and you'd hit them right in the chin, you know. Oh, yeah. It was bad. It was – the the game back in the 1980s, it was pretty brutal. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Pretty brutal. Yeah. Yeah, It wasn't too long – like, I remember remember watching football when all that stuff was still acceptable still, and no one cared. Yeah. And then, like, I think it was – what was it? 2001 or 2002 is when like the CTE stuff started coming out or yeah. something like that. Mm-hmm. Somewhere around there, yeah. Yeah, and they so, started changing the rules. And, you know, I, I think I've had this conversation a lot with, with people, but, you know, I think that's what, you know, I get people asking, well, why can't, you know, Kansas City do a better job, for example, you know, stopping the other team's offense? And I, you know, and I think it really just stems from the fact that they changed the rules, you know, on how you tackle people. Mm-hmm. And I think that that, rule change has been in effect long enough that i mean i don't know if people really know how to tackle and the other thing is of course guys are so much bigger and faster you know oh yeah and you can imagine trying to tackle these guys nowadays so mm-hmm. it's mind-boggling how big and how and how they can run mm-hmm. i mean this this weekend you know there are two, there are three teams that are playing this weekend that have defensive front lines where you know these guys can I mean, they run. They have sprinter speed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. San Francisco, Dallas, and uh, and uh, you know Buffalo's D line is is amazing. Oh yeah, Jacksonville's D line is going to be. I mean, that, I think that's going to be the key to the game tomorrow for KC. Is you know can they keep Mahomes up and have time to throw? Mm-hmm. So, so how did you uh, so? To get back to your question, so I grew up in the household that, you know, so I basically, you know, when, when you're dads of high school, then we were, I was like a vagabond kid, so we moved around a lot. And, and uh, but, you know, I was basically, I was playing football, period. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Okay. So were you pretty well known high school player? Like, well, you know, I went to high school in a in a town in in Kansas, Abilene, Kansas, which uh, was uh, I don't know to give it a comparison, maybe it's, you know it was a community about the size of Carthage, you know, ten or twelve thousand people. So okay. at that time, we were what was called a three A school, and so okay. we were relatively small. But um, you know, we had uh, we had some we had some good good years. We uh, we um, 
my senior year, I think we went 11 and one and, and we made it to the district finals, you know, with a chance to go to the quarterfinals and we got beat. But, uh, you know, I was, um, and I just, I did, you know, I, I ran track, you know, I played basketball. And so I just, I think from being a, you know, an overall athlete, uh, I got some, some recognition and, and, uh, you know, and, and you get the recruiting thing going. And mm-hmm. one, one of the things that I did when I was, when I was, uh, you know, middle school to the first couple of years of high school, you know, I went to football camps at places like K-State, KU. And so, you know, you get out there where coaches can see you, and then it kind of goes from there. That makes sense. So what were the main co- – like, what were the main schools that recruited you? Just Kansas or – Well, KU, K-State, um, you know, I was I had, I had uh, contact from uh, Arkansas, um, Colorado – I'm trying to think, Oklahoma State. So maybe you know, mainly schools in the Midwest. Nice. Were those meeting, or was was that time in your life pretty, uh, pretty antsy? Like just, you know, I I mean, I was so not. I mean, I just really didn't. <laughs> I just really didn't know enough to be nervous about it, right? Or yeah. Uptight about it, and um, I felt like. Um, you know, the community that I went to high school in was about 45 miles from Manhattan, Kansas. So they were all K-State fans. So there was some pressure, you know, for me to go to K-State. But when I'm, you know, when I took my recruiting trip, the coach that they had there at that time was just, he, he I just, I just couldn't see, you know, playing for, for that guy. And at the same time at KU, they had a guy by the name of Nolan Cromwell, who was, um, you know, he ended up playing in the NFL for a ton of years for the Rams, won a Super Bowl, was like defensive MVP as a safety. But he was a wishbone quarterback at KU in the late 70s. And so, as I mentioned earlier, I was a quarterback, and we ran the wishbone, so I got recruited as a quarterback to KU. And, you know, so that it just made sense for me to, you know, end up going going there for, for college. So how did you make the transition? From quarterback to, well, I also played defense in high school. You know, when you're, mm-hmm. uh, you know, when you're a small school, you know, you punt, kick, <laughs> play defense, <laughs> play offense. It's like who's the best person on the team? You're gonna do everything <laughs> for the. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, so I get to KU my freshman year, and um, you know, we got to run scout team for the you know for the varsity guys, and and. Uh, Honestly, I got the shit kicked out of me mm. <laughs> playing quarterback, and I'm like, I'm not sure I want to do this. Yeah, <laughs> at this level. So, so we had some guys get hurt in the uh, you know in the defensive secondary, and they're like, and, you know, I'm like, I'd like to play defense, please. Yeah. <laughs> so I to being a defensive back, and that was it. <laughs> and that was it for my offensive. Uh, I'll, I'll do the hitting from that. I'll, I'll be the hitter. <laughs> yeah, it was literally. And I bet that's quick. the case with so many defensive players. You know what I'm saying? They they get hit yeah. a couple times. Like you know, yeah, I like being the other side of this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I it, was, it just was brutal. <laughs> I'm not going to be an offensive player, man. That's so wild. Were the uh, were the rules pretty brutal, uh, like for the younger kids too back in the day? 
Like, as far as like, um, I mean, things are probably not that much different than they are, you, you know, today as far okay. as, um, of course, I, I haven't been to a college, you know, practice for, you know, a long time. So I don't know how. I think things are just, you know, a little bit different from the f- fact that, you know, they don't, uh, you don't have as much contact and stuff before, you know, in between games. Okay. You know, yeah. like when I was at college, man, we were like scrimmaging every day. I mean, it was live, all out. Pads you know, on. Yeah, pads on war. Mm-hmm. And so it's different probably in that perspective. That Yeah. And I think the other thing is, I think kids are, you know, mature so much faster nowadays. I mean, the kids coming out of high school are just, I mean, they're like ready to play big time college football or even, you know, NFL caliber yeah. kids. When Some they come kids. Out. Yeah. I mean, I was, uh, I made my two sons laugh because I pulled out an old high school program and I was 162 pounds when I was a senior in high school. Dang. What? Yeah. Wow. My offensive center was 145. What? <laughs> I was bigger than all my linemen. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, that just shows you the difference in the size of kids nowadays. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Nah, I weighed a buck 30 soaking wet in high school. <laughs> You could have been the center, Jack. Yeah. I put on winter clothes and, like, jump into a pole and get out. I weigh about 30. Man. But you were, like, blue twisted steel, though, I bet. <laughs> I was wiry. I was wiry. <laughs> so they used to call Jack in high school blue twisted steel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Glass jaw, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wouldn't spread that rumor. <laughs> nah, I'm okay. But. Just telling it like it was, man. I was like, yeah. I thought I was tough until I got one shot in the jaw, and I was like, oh, it turns out I'm not that tough. So. Right. I got a question. Uh, you wore number 49 when you went to the NFL, right? Right. Did you wear that number a lot, like before then? or Actually, that was the only time I did it. I was, I think I wore 40 in college. I think I was 16 in high school, something like that. Man, I was so I was a free agent. Right, so I didn't get drafted, and um, you know that's the hardest road to get to that you know that level. But right. I had my junior year. I played really. I had a great year uh, as a junior at KU, and um, I was safety with a guy by the name of Leroy Irvin. That he was a third round draft for, for the Rams, and had a long career. So we had a really good defensive backfield at KU, and. My senior year, our first game, we went out and played Oregon in uh, Eugene, and I got, I got, you know, got in a pile and kind of got, you know, a leg injury, and it was something that was not serious enough to keep me out, but it really impacted the way I could p- play. Mm-hmm. So I didn't play, I didn't have as good a year my senior year, and uh, and I think that really contributed to maybe me not having an opportunity to get drafted. Yeah. So. As a free agent, you know, I was just glad to get a number. Yeah. <laughs> I, no doubt. What, what, I didn't know what number they were going to give me. You know, I just wanted a jersey, right? Yeah. So, ended up with 49. Right on. That's really cool. So, were the Saints still the ones that called? Uh, you know, actually, there were about two or three teams. Uh, so, uh, during the uh, 
winter after football was over, the college season end ended, you know, there's well now of course they have the you know, the big production and they have the guys come in and do the, the combine, combine and mm-hmm. do all that stuff. Back in my day it was more of uh you know, they they had something but it wasn't quite as grand. And and but they still had a lot of scouts that would come by and, you know, work guys out at different times during the winter and you know there were teams in and out of uh you know lawrence you know for a four or five six week period so i worked out for a few guys worked out i I had some interest from chicago and i think i had uh, i had some conversations with uh with the jets and at the time and uh interestingly my senior year in college uh when it ended, the Saints fired their like fired their whole coaching staff, and they hired Bum Phillips from the Houston Oilers. So Bum was coming into New Orleans, and he actually um, brought on his staff two guys. Uh, one was his son Wade Phillips, and another gentleman that was from Southeast Kansas, or his name was John Levera. And both of those guys coached at KU when I was at KU, so I had some familiarity with the you know with the coaches on the staff. And so I think that helped. I have yeah. to say so, yeah. To, you know, to go down there. And um, we went to – there was a mini camp in May. So, so you know, I basically after the draft was over, uh, Saints called and said, you know, we want to sign you to a con- free agent contract. And uh, we're going to have a mini camp in May. We'll fly you down and, you know, we'll go from there. And so um, – Flew down to New Orleans in May. I think they had 36 defensive backs in camp, and they ended up keeping six out of those. Wow. Six. Wow. That's crazy. And so I was fortunate enough to be one of the six. Man, did you feel like Charlie from Willy Wonka? <laughs> I mean, it was like, actually, I was, you know, it was one of those things that, you know, they always, I don't know if you guys have read things about, uh, you know, when you're at training camp and you're getting cut, you know, they knock on the door and open it up and it's some guy, you know, they'll have a guy say, the coach wants to see you bring your playbook. And you're like, like, ah, damn, not Mm going to make the team. And so it never happened. So I showed up for practice on the, after the final cut, we were getting ready to play to start the regular season. So I showed up at practice and I was asking the guy that one of the trainers was like, well, so, like, did I make the team? And he goes, well, you're here, right? <laughs> so, I, <laughs> I guess I made the team. <laughs> so, it wasn't, you know, wasn't no like great, a big party. No I was like, uh, I guess I made the team. <laughs> oh, that sucked. I mean, that's awesome. But it's like, man, you didn't get no, like, man, yeah. you're, all your hard work paid off, son. You're on the team. <laughs> Yeah, it was, it was kind of an awkward scenario. Right? <laughs> so I just went back to my locker, sit down, and just like, okay, hope. Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> it's like the show begins now. <laughs> that is so yeah, cool, man. It's pretty wild. It was pretty wild. It was, um, yeah, it, it, you know, I was fortunate to, you know, get a chance to experience it. So, what was like, what was the worst weather you ever had? Whenever you were playing a game, can you recall uh, we, like the worst game oh, you were? Yeah. Uh, there's no doubt. Um, I don't. It was eighty, I don't know, eighty-three or eighty-four. We played uh, Foxborough, Mass. When oh, we played dude. the Patriots in December, and it was really bizarre. We um, we went out for pregame warmups, and you know the forecast had said that there might be some snow come in, but we were you know it seemed like it was 
for up there December, I mean, it was like 30, you know, I was like, oh, this is, this is all right, man. I could, you know, I'm not think this is going to be too bad today. So then we went to the pregame warmups, went into the locker room and, you know, got ready for the, you know, to come out and go through. We came back out. You couldn't even see the press box. It was snowing so hard. Uh, Wow. I mean, it was a full-on blizzard. (laughs) Did it keep that up the whole game? It kept it up the whole game. In in fact, um, it it was so – what was weird, because it was warm before the temperature started to drop and it started to snow. So, like, for the first half – it was like slush on the field. So, like, if yeah. you tackled somebody, it was like ice water. Ugh. And so you, like, were f- freezing. And we didn't have, you know, <laughs> Under Armour back in those days. <laughs> you know, we had, like, white T-shirts. No hobo fires no, on the yeah, sidelines no or anything. Glo- you know, no, no high-tech gloves or anything oh, like man. that. Man, it was – so as the game went on, it was just – it was it was brutal. But – the best thing about it was is that we set the all-time Saints record for fewest passing yards against us <laughs> in a game. What was the score of that pa- game? Patriots threw for 16 yards. Oh, so what? That was it. It was 7 to nothing. <laughs> we lost. Uh, yeah. It sounds like one of those super low-scoring games. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was... Yeah, you, at least think if you and we you know of course we had some you know we had some guys on our roster that were from florida or california southern california you know they hadn't really experienced like core man they were freaking i bet yeah (laughs) i hope they had some soup waiting for you in the locker room or something oh heck no and it was it was it was rough in those days they still allow you to smoke in the locker rooms uh in those days yeah Mm -hmm. oh yeah I mean, like the second day, the second day, um, second day after I made the team, you know, I was already freaking out and, you know, not knowing how to like have like interaction with guys that had been in the league a long time. So I'm sitting in my locker and there's this guy sitting across from me and he's, his name is Bob, Bob Young, I think. And he had been in the league a long time, played for Bum over in Houston. He came with Bum over to New Orleans and, and uh, I'll ne- I never forget this dude. He was just he was just looking at me. It was like eight o'clock in the morning. Yeah, he, he's he's smoking a cigarette, drinking a beer. <laughs> and I'm like, what am I supposed to do? Yeah, <laughs> he's just sitting there. You know, he's like, and I know he's thinking like, rookie, you better get your act together, man. So, oh yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. No, it was. And and I was interestingly enough that uh, in 1983, Bum signed Kenny Stabler. And of course, I don't know if you guys remember or know anything about Kenny Stabler, but he was when he played for the Raiders, he was known as quite the uh, you know partier and stuff. So pretty rambunctious yeah. guy. <laughs> yeah. So you know he there was always you know having a little drink and. Yeah, something else to go with it, probably. (laughs) Yeah, so yeah, a lot of a lot of crazy, a lot of crazy stuff. (laughs) It was an eye opener for a kid from Kansas. I bet. (laughs) I imagine. I bet. (laughs) That's so great. What was uh? Was there like any player in the league that like just really got under your skin? 
like on the offensive side? You know, I didn't really. You know, I just I I love the game, and you know, being the son of a coach, you know, I, we watched a lot of football, and so I was I felt like I had a good knowledge of the you know the people that we you know that I would actually be playing against. And I really I just thoroughly enjoyed watching other guys play and i didn't really have anybody that you know you especially teams in your conference san francisco because i was in the old nfc west san francisco the rams and the falcons and so we would play those guys twice you so you get to know them and um you know i just i just remember being on the sideline going man cherry rice He's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Joe Montana, he's pretty good. <laughs> you know, Eric Dickerson, yeah. He's pretty good. So it was just fun to, you know, watch those guys. And, and you know, I don't really have – I think there were probably some guys that didn't really appreciate the way I, like, tried to knock their teeth out. But <laughs> right. I, yeah. you know, I had a few guys. How much uh, smack so. talk was going on on the field? Or nonstop, nonstop, nonstop. Uh, <laughs> what's the craziest thing you've heard? Oh gosh, that I mean, you can say on a podcast. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I I will just say that there were no topics that were off limits, and I'll just kind of leave it at that. Oh boy, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. And I mean, uh, things that you know that you are like. Politically, you can't say oh, yeah. nowadays. Like it was, it was, I mean, it was the 80s, yeah. you said? I'm sorry? Was it like the 80s back then you were playing? Yeah. Yeah. All yeah. so, 1980s. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, basically, like, you just can't, you couldn't say it on TV, like, TV for the most part, but, yeah, on the field, it didn't matter. Well, and, yeah, I mean, the locker room was just trash talking and, you know, and there were just certain words that, you know, that, Certain guys would use, but I couldn't say them, you know. Right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right. Of course. Or, or, you know, I would, uh, yeah. <laughs> I, think we, I think we all know the word. <laughs> you know, but it was, it was, yeah, it was an interesting dynamic for sure. So, uh, but yeah, lots of, yeah, lots of trash talking. But I think that, you know, it was, it was, it was all in, you know, it went to a certain level, but I think all the guys, um, you know, re you respected the other guys and they respected you. And I don't think that there was, you know, ever a time where, you know, things were malicious or, you know, where somebody was trying to, you know, purposely hurt someone. Right. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and I think you, you know, I would say the way that people, you know, all the players reacted to, you know, DeMar Hamlin with Buffalo recently, you know, I think there's that camaraderie there that, of course, you know, when you're, when you're playing, you know, it's like, yeah, we want to kick your butt, but you know, we're all in this thing together. And mm -hmm. you know, so, so that was, that was, that was, that was kind of, that was a cool dynamic for sure. Now, I was looking into some of your stats and it seemed like years like three and four seemed to really, you kind of took off. I don't know, just based off stats, I didn't actually get to watch any of the footage, but do you feel like there was a certain year where you really, like, everything clicked for you, like, in the NFL, or? Yeah, I think, you know, I felt like uh, 83 was a good, was a really good year. Um, you know, things were so, they're just so different now. Um, as you guys know, football now is primarily a 
you know, air it out. Let's throw the ball right. and lots of high scoring games. And, and, and back when I played teams were way more run oriented. Oh and, yeah. You mm-hmm. know, we didn't have all of the different, uh, you know, different offensive packages with, you know, five wide receivers or four wide receivers and one tight end, you know, basically back in my day, it was two running backs, the tight end, a couple of receivers, and they were running the ball. So our defensive scheme, uh, that Bum Phillips ran, you, you know, the guy that was playing free safety would, you know, was very instrumental in run support. So there were a few, you know, there were quite a few, you know, a couple of years where I like was in the top two or three end tackles on the team just because of the way that, uh, you know, the defensive schemes were. Mm-hmm. And then in uh, Bum left in 84. Five, so from eighty three to you know eighty four, eighty five. I think those are pretty good years. And then in eighty five, Bum left, and the Saints hired Jim Mora, and they brought in a whole different you know different regime. And and people were starting to, uh, you know, they were starting to throw the ball a lot more. And, mm-hmm. and is, so. is Jim Mora the playoffs guy? Yeah. <laughs> playoffs. Playoffs. playoffs? Yeah, yeah. yeah, he was. That is so cool. <laughs> yeah, I, I played. I played a couple of years for him. You know, 80, 86 and eighty-seven, and he, he was a great coach. You, you know, they had a great staff, and um, and so later on, you know, when he did that whole thing with the Colts, man, I was cracking up. I, I bet. Was, you know, like, so funny. <laughs> it was like my kid. My kids were like. <laughs> Uh, you know, Dad, you know that guy? I was like, yeah. <laughs> he used to be my coach. <laughs> so, but, uh, yeah, so, the you know, the, the, the problem, you know, with that NFL game is that, the, you know, the older you get, man, it's, you know, it's harder to stay healthy. And I think yeah. once I got into years, you know, six, seven, and eight, you know, it was – all the collisions started to, you know, have an impact, and and uh, you know, and so I had a, I had a little more difficulty in trying, you know, staying healthy. I didn't miss any games, but you know, you start when you get up to thirty years old, you know, you probably are going to lose a step. Now I know oh, guys yeah. today play, um, you know, can play longer. It kind of depends on the position, right? Mm-hmm. You know, like yeah. they've catered Brady's the game to Brady, for, yeah. <laughs> like, I keep having this like theory in my head that as soon as Brady is out of the league, they're just going to go right back to the older football a little bit more. It's like, all right, now that the Tom Brady is out of the league, we're going to go right back to the older football, a lot more collisions on the quarterback and stuff like that. I don't know, man. Look at it. I mean, look at it right now. They're they're all everyone's complaining about like how quarterbacks are just too. Overprotected. Yeah, overprotected in the game. Roughing the passer call right now is a joke. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I agree. Because it's some guys get special treatment. Sorry. I mean, yeah. how are you supposed to? <clears throat> how are you supposed to hold your body weight up over a guy as you're tackling him? Yeah, no without idea. blowing up both of your arms. Yeah, I have yeah. no idea. I mean, and that's what makes things you know so difficult. I think just you know that in general, you know, when you're talking about being a defensive player, I mean, you know, you can't can you, like um, you know guys or receivers are uh, what they call it unprotected or you mm-hmm. know mm-hmm. help whatever helpless you yeah, know helpless receivers. Def- defenseless, <laughs> defenseless. Receivers. yeah you know and i mean it's like back in my day you'd be like 
<laughs> I'm gonna light this guy up. Yeah. <laughs> Pick on yeah, him. Yeah, yes. you know. And nowadays you can't, you know. So you wouldn't. Even, I wouldn't even know how to try to come up and hit somebody. And and like you say, like you know, there were several times where uh, you know we ran safety blitzes, and I got you know came in and like blindsided quarterbacks and just you know I mean looked like try to. <laughs> yeah. them in two, you know? so i don't know what it would be like now because you just go up there and try to grab them it's like wrap them up hold them up you know so you push them with all your might yeah. I mean, yeah yeah it's insane i've seen um some insane. flags be thrown of guys like tackling a quarterback and having the quarterback land on top of them and it's like i mean there's no body weight at that point and they still get the flag it's like what's going on yeah. you know it's it's hard to figure it really is i mean we I've been baffled numerous times, you know, trying to figure out why did they call that a penalty? And then, you know, you see Patrick get slung down and, you know, his head's banging off and they don't call anything. Right. Do you think the media should start interviewing referees after the game? Uh, Yeah, but that's never going to happen. Yeah. I mean, those guys are so protected and, you know, I I don't, I don't know. Yeah, you know, it's... um, you know, you kind of wonder if uh, it seems like a lot of those uh, guys that referee in the NFL have been doing it a long time. So I'm not sure what the process is to get new, younger guys in there. Right. So that the, you know, the game is moving so fast. You, know, you just wonder if some of those guys are just, you know, just don't see things right. Or, yeah. Did you have any problems with any refs when you were playing? Not really. I mean, you could, you know, you could. You know, you could talk to them. Um, you know, there were some times where, um, you know, you'd have something happen and you'd be like, you know, what what was that? You, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, I remember we were playing Dallas one time and uh, they had a running back named Tony Dorsett. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. you know, he comes running up. Our linebacker hits him and we're they're kind of going down to the ground. So I come in there and, and, and they throw a flag, you know, for late hit. And so, you know, I was looked at the ref. I'm like, man, you're kidding me, man. That was not a late hit, you know. And mm-hmm. and so, anyway, we I was a little frustrated. So, uh, not too long after that, they ran kind of a sweet play, and Tony was running out. And you know, Tony always liked to step out of bounds when he got close to the sideline. He didn't like to get hit. So I went in and hit him out of bounds. <laughs> 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 and I told that ref, and I said, then that's a late hit. There you go. <laughs> Blankety blank. Man, <laughs> 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 muffer. That was a. <laughs> now that's late. <laughs> Just in case you didn't know. <laughs> Did they throw a flag yeah. on you on that one? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. okay. Oh, yeah. yeah. So you're just trying they're to get like, an example. That was one of the like three different, four flags were coming in. <laughs> Dude. So, yeah. Yeah. Was your coach pissed? Uh, you know, they're just like shaking their head. Like, what do you come on, man? Right. <laughs> Hopefully you're winning smart. that game. Be smart. <laughs> ah, yeah. You know, I don't think we did. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry to bring that up then. <laughs> I don't yeah. We we played Dallas a couple of times and you know, we we really had a great defense when I was in New Orleans and, you know, we just, we lost a lot of games, 13 to 10, 10 to seven, you know, 17, 14. Our offense was just not, you know, we just, the, the Saints drafted uh, George Rogers. 
my rookie year, and he was a Heisman Trophy winner from South Carolina and great running back. And uh, Bum Phillips, you know, when he was in Houston, had Earl Campbell. So it was basically, you know, we're going to run the football and we're going to run it till you stop us. And mm-hmm. when you had Earl, not many teams – you know, had luck stopping them. So we, so we brought that offense. So we were very, you know, we were very vanilla, you mm-hmm. know, on offense. And we had uh, Archie Manning was at the tail end of his career, and so his, you know, his kind of his maybe his skill level dropped a little bit. But um, you know, and then we brought in Kenny Stabler, who was kind of at the end of his career. Right, he, he couldn't move. He had terrible knees. And then they brought in a guy, Richard Todd, from the Jets. So we had kind of a carousel going on at, at, at quarterback position. But our defense was was really good. I mean, and I think all four of the linebackers that were on our defense are Hall of Famers. Really? Wow. Wow. Sam, uh, Sam Mills, Ricky Jackson, uh, Pat Swilling, Vaughn Johnson. I mean, these guys were all all pro guys and – I think Ricky for sure is a Hall of Famer, NFL Hall of Famer. So, and we had some guys could really play. Wow. So that's why you know we were in games, but we just you know we just couldn't score enough to. And, and win. so many NFL teams go through the same problem, man. It's like you you got to get a good quarterback, man. So much of it's about the quarterback. It's the key to the whole thing. Yeah. yeah. It's key to the whole thing. That's why it sucked watching the Chiefs for so long. So long. <laughs> Unfortunately, yep. you know. Matt Castle. And yeah. Yada, yada, yada. Tyler Thigpen. Tyler Thigpen. Yeah. yeah. I loved Alex Smith, but yeah, you just wouldn't throw it deep except for like that one year. But yeah. then by that time, they basically had said, we're going with Pat Mahomes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it, it's, there's just a lot of truth to that. Uh, the quarterback is just, you know, just critical. Um, you know, all the teams that are, you know, still playing right now, they, you know, they all have tremendous quarterbacks. So, Are you uh, still in contact with any of your old uh, NFL there, buddies? There's a few guys that I stay in contact with. You know, as I've gotten older, uh, it's, it's, it's kind of sad, really, but, you know, a lot of guys have passed away. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think at least two – or three of the guys that were in the defensive secondary uh, when I was down there in New Orleans are, are gone, and um, a number of other guys that were defensive players. So, yeah, it's, um, you know, Saints have an alumni function down in New Orleans uh, every year, and I've tried to go down, you know, from time to time, to, and it's nice to rekindle some old, you know, some old friendships and stuff. But, uh, you know, it's 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 a it's a it's a it's a it's a very strong click and when you're in it you know you're in it but you know once you're out of it you know guys kind of go their own separate ways and yeah and so not not a lot of uh you know interaction what's the what's the one like what's the big thing you miss about playing oh man i think it's just running out of that tunnel Mm-hmm. And the crowd and the you know like the rush you get from that. I mean, it was. Um, oh man, I can only. Imagine. I mean, it was insane. Superdome was, uh, you know, unbelievable. From you know crowd noise and you know much like Arrowhead. You know, oh, yeah. Played at Arrowhead a couple times, and so that was really. Oh uh, man, that place is just 
just so loud. It is so loud. <laughs> it's just, you know, it's just such a rush, man. It's just. Yeah. It's I've always wondered what it'd be like to be like on the field whenever like the Chiefs like crowd is just going like insane because everyone's screaming at the field, but I'm always in the stands screaming at the field. So I'm only hearing the people behind me for the most part. Yeah. I mean, so. it's, you know, there, there were times. You know, I think that's why a lot of teams in, in uh, you know, they play at places like Arrowhead or playing the Superdome, you know, a lot of times you have to do things, hand signals, because, mm-hmm. you know, you could be standing between me and Kyle and, and yelling at him, and all he'd see is my mouth moving. Yeah, you can hear anything. It's mm-hmm. like being at a concert, man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Metallica. Yeah. <laughs> man, I can only imagine. <laughs> I'm still surprised Metallica hasn't played a halftime Super Bowl yet. They haven't? I don't think they have. No. Wow. That's like the band that should be doing it. Hmm. I see that. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah. And it's not that I hate, like, what they're doing now. I just feel like, man, it'd be nice for them to go back. And it's like, okay, let's get a rock band that's a classic rock band like they did with Paul McCartney and all those artists back in the day. Yeah. But you love Lady Gaga, though. (laughs) Oh, my God. And I'm not going to stamp that. <laughs> but you're really stoked about Rihanna this year, right? Mm. Not, not really. But you were really stoked when Katy Perry was on, right? Dude, when she was on that lion, that was pretty cool. <laughs> I'll defend that. That, that was like pretty cool. I'll giant defend lion? it. And yeah. she, she did that lion roar. That was pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> and then you also got. You also had the thing with uh, the you know the guys in the shark shoots. Shark yeah, shoots. Le- yeah. Left shark. Left shark. Man. There was one yeah. dude that was just not doing anything. It's just like, eh. <laughs> like too many edibles. He had Domo Origato on his headphones. Whatever that song's going. <laughs> yeah. God sticks. Yeah. <laughs> I got a, another question. Um, how many uh, touchdowns did you score? Was it just the one, or was it? Or the I had two, two. Okay, I was gonna say yeah. Two. Was it special yeah, teams and a de- defensive, no, or was it both? both on defense? I we played the Cardinals in the Superdome, and uh, scoot uh, got there was a fumble, and I scooped it and scored with it. And then next week played in Houston and. um, Interception against Warren Moon. Warren Moon. Was that rush just like amazing, or well, how'd it feel? Pretty cool, man. Yeah. (laughs) Was it like when Ricky or when uh, Bobby Boucher scores his (laughs) scores his touchdown? You probably was it kind of the fumble? Was it kind of did just like bounce towards you, or did you have to go get it and? Yeah, I mean, it was just one of those things where, you know, you're just, there's a, you know, a hit and guy fumbles the ball and it's bouncing and he's scooped up and scored. And, and, uh, how far did you have to run? Yeah, I don't, I think that was not, it was about 20 yards and the interception was like 35 or something like that. It was down in the, you know, down in the, well, it says on your, it says on your card here, you had 135 yards. What does that mean? What do you What do you think that means? It says yards well, one hundred and thirty five. You said he ran the ball a couple times. Uh, yeah. Okay. Well, okay, okay. And, yeah, and I think I and maybe that that has something to do with, um, you know, interception return yardage or something like that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Seems like a lot of the interceptions I had, you know, they were like in a crowd, and you know, so I didn't have an opportunity to run, mm-hmm. you know, a lot like in the wide open field, but. 
12 interceptions is a good amount, man. Yeah. You know, and it's, well, like I said, back in those days, you know, teams were primarily run-oriented. Yep. So there wasn't as many opportunities to, you know, on pass plays. Like I said, you know, the, gosh, I remember games where, you know, teams would throw the ball, you know, 20 or 24 times the whole game. I mean, guys are throwing the ball 24 times and a half now. Or like Tom Brady last game, quarter. 66 times. Yeah. 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 So there was, you know, a lot more opportunities for guys. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but yeah, I mean, it was, you know, I probably, I probably had some I should have, you know, should have had more. Right. You know, when you first stone hands <laughs> <laughs> drop. <laughs> yes. When you first got into the NFL, and uh, you got that first paycheck from the NFL. Did you uh, spend like? Did, what was like? Did you make any dumb purchases? Like when you first got in? I mean, they didn't pay enough back in those days <laughs> to have a dumb purchase. You know? <laughs> I mean, it's I. It's I, somebody asked me the other day how much. What was the most I made in one year? And I said, well, um, the most I made in one year, Patrick Mahomes makes in about two series. Oh my gosh! Oh man, <laughs> that's so crazy. I mean, you know, very few guys back in those days were making over a million dollars, right? You know, I think, I mean, I think my rookie contract was maybe fifty thousand or something like that. That's crazy. So you know, guys make that a quarter, yeah, now, easily, yeah. You know, yeah. So some people pay a fine that's that much, you know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Crazy. Joey Bose is about to pay a forty thousand dollar fine for for talking crap, yeah, talking yeah. crap on the referees. Yeah, I saw that, man. <laughs> yeah, that was funny. Yeah, <laughs> it was he funny. was not a happy camper. No, I wouldn't no. have been either. It looked like I rewatched some of the highlights for that game, and I saw several times where he was pretty much held, and mm-hmm. it was not being called. Threw that so. helmet down, and then this coach walked over, picked it up, gave it back to me. He's like, I don't want that helmet. Coach was trying to get the helmet picked up, hope, hoping the referees didn't see it, because that's like an automatic unsportsmanlike, you know? Mm-hmm. Yep. I'm surprised they didn't throw two on him and kick him out. I mean, you know, they, cost the he threw twice. It did kind of cost him the game, I think. Mm-hmm. So, Yeah. But also, that was the first time I've ever seen an NFL referee like go and chase someone down, get in their face, and be like, what did you just say? Say it again. Say it again. And just kept telling them to say it again. And I don't know what Joey Bosa said, but I think he said it again. And he's just like, all right, throw him the flag. Wow. So. Yeah, man. There's a line, dude. You don't want to cross that line with the refs. Right. To be honest, he probably could have just said, he's like, you're not caught and holding. Or something like that. He probably says, like, you're cheating us. You're not calling holding. And he was like, right. flag. Well, I think you guys all know watching the games that, you know, I mean, as much as, you you know, we try to, you know, malign the referees, you know, it is that they, you know, they they could call, you know, pass interference on every play. Every play. You know. Right. They call holding on every, every single defensive play. Defensive holding on every play, holding offensive holding. And so you just got to kind of – and I don't know how they do it, honestly. Right. Mm-hmm. Honestly. If it's super obvious, you got to call it. Usually, yeah. you know. Yeah, I mean, you know, not necessarily this year, but in the past couple of years, you know, we watching the Chiefs. You know, it seemed like their cornerbacks. I mean, Constant. they were grabbing guys 
every play. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, there was just defensive holding call, defensive holding call. And man, it's just, you know, just, man, it's hard to get people stopped when, you know, you're having penalties every play. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did you have any tricks that like, you, that you would trick the referees with as far as like holding calls, stuff like that? Is there anything you had that you, I didn't really, I mean, I didn't really, you know, we, I don't know if the guys just didn't think about it. I mean, I think that, um, you know, like linemen, you know, because they've got their close contact, you know, they, they would, you know, they would tape their jerseys, down, you know, and, and so that people couldn't grab them. And, and, you know, I think the <laughs> coaches would try to teach them techniques on how to, you know, like grab somebody and not be seen. But, mm-hmm. uh, you know, when you're, in the second, you know, defensive backs, I mean, it's it's hard to, I mean, if you grab somebody, you're, they're going to see it. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw you played a couple games, Monday Night Football, right? Yeah, I played, played a couple. I think played the Steelers on Monday night. I think we played really? the Jets, too. Really? Yeah, that That's was big kinda, time, man. That was cool. That was cool. Um, and they had, uh, I think it was Howard Cosell, O.J. Simpson were the, you know, Juice is loose. Yeah, juice is loose. On <laughs> I think they were doing the commentator stuff, Frank Gifford, and, and you know, so you get really? talk to those guys, you know, in the days leading up to the game and stuff. That That's was so cool. cool. So, yeah, it was – lights were a little brighter on Monday nights. Yes. You think you did it? I'm sorry, I got to ask. Whoa! Whoa! <laughs> think I did it? As in – O.J. Simpson. No, I think, think he did, did it. it. You think he oh, did it? Oh, you think he did it? Um, I think so. Honestly, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I, I, yeah. I think he did it. Yeah. We're going to play out away and got away. That's the headline of this podcast. <laughs> I mean. See, we're going to play a game in a little bit, and... Part of the I saw his name on part of this game I was setting up, and I was gonna I was thinking in my head, should I ask Frank that question? And then you straight up did it just now. Well, you know me, man. You you don't even have to question yourself because like you know what Jackson's gonna ask. <laughs> Jackson doesn't have that thing in his head that's gonna stop him from doing it. Right. Well, the whole you know that whole thing was uh, you know it was interesting. And, you know, the part where he was trying to put that glove on, I was like, come on, dude, just slip it on. <laughs> you know? Yeah. He was like, taking it was like, it was such a more a difficult thing to try and do. And that ended up being the thing that probably, you know. Yeah, if they wouldn't have asked yeah. him to put it on, he probably would have gotten. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. But the glove Crazy. is so small, you know? <laughs> I've honestly never seen the scene of him trying oh, to put really? it on. Put it oh, on, yeah. So. If the glove does not fit, you must quit. Quit, mm-hmm. yeah. True. Yeah, and I don't... It's just my own personal opinion. <laughs> you right. know, we were watching that whole thing <laughs> right. unfold, you know, it was like... Um, I kind of think he probably probably did. Mm-hmm. But before... I bet he knew he was going to have to put that glove on and he just went to a bee farm beforehand and it was like, all right, I'm going to stick my hand right in here. Yeah. Try this beehive, get a couple bee stings. Sure. It ain't going to fit now. <laughs> I have a, another quick question. Was the what, correct me if I'm wrong? Was the player strike in '82? Had one in '82, and then there was a brief one in '87. 
What was it like going through those? Well, you know, back in those days, the uh, you know the NFLPA, the Players Association, we we, we were at a real inflection point with um, um, management and the whole thing about free agency and that you know and and, and pay and I think mm-hmm. you know eighty two was the start of it eighty seven kind of so that kind of got the ball rolling. And so there's like a, there's like a demarcation line. Mm -hmm. Like once free agency started in 1993, you know, there's the post 93 guys and then there's the pre 93 guys. Mm -hmm. And so that's where the, you know, the huge discrepancy and the amount of money that people get paid post 93, than what, you know, when we got in it, it, it as pre 93 guys and it, it not only stretched, you know, not only it was in uh, terms of money, player contracts, but also benefits and stuff. Mm-hmm. So over the years, um, the uh, NFL PA in their negotiations, when we've had collecting bargaining agreements, they've really tried to go out and do some things for the guys that went through the strikes and, you know, guys Mm -hmm. lost their jobs. Right. You know, and I think that's actually how I ended up going to LA because in 87, when we went on strike, you know, this, the, the saints ended up releasing a bunch of guys that were older guys. And I was one of the guys that, you know, got released. I got picked up by the Rams and, you know, played the rest of that season with, with LA. But, um, you know, we went to bat and, and, you know, got the ball rolling for, uh, you know, for the guys that are playing nowadays. Mm-hmm. And um, so, yeah, that strike stuff was very, it was very interesting, man. We were like, had picket lines and we were walking, you know, <laughs> out there with carrying signs and stuff. And, you know, not every, not every guy that was, a, you know, was a union player you know there were guys that crossed the line and went in and scabs and, and, yeah and scab yeah they created some you know created some animosity and stuff yeah, at scab. the time yeah. <laughs> guys were getting called scabs and a lot of other things too yeah. you know? <laughs> so um but yeah that was uh yeah that was uh, it was an interesting time and um because you got to make bigger companies care about your health especially when they don't have to you know I'm sure you guys didn't have great, you probably didn't have great health insurance back then. I mean, you know, as long as you're on the team, you know, but once you're gone, you know, and there wasn't a whole lot of, um, you know, there wasn't a whole lot of post benefits, right? And, but, you know, the guys nowadays, man, they, it's unreal what, uh, you you know, what current players have as far as benefits go. Mm -hmm. They earn it pretty well, and and you know, and rightfully so. You know, the NFL is what fourteen billion dollar industry. They got the money. It's nuts, especially when you see how much the Cowboys are worth. They're, yeah, worth the most <laughs> out of any team, like the yeah. whole world. It's like, what the hell, dude? Yeah, the game's so insanely popular. I heard something yeah. the other day where they were saying that um, in twenty twenty two, out of the one hundred highest rated. Uh, Broadcast program mm-hmm. TV, eighty four of them were NFL games, and then there were like five or six college games, and then the rest of them was like, you know, news or you know politics or something like really important stuff, like a and, debate or something. Yeah, 
you know, and so it's incredible the amount of money that, uh, you know, that the NFL generates. And those advertise those advertisements those guys want in, man, like so insane. Yeah, yeah, they have. It's it's amazing. But I will say that the, I will say that the NFL uh, players union and the in the current players have really stepped up and gone to bat for us older guys, and uh, you know our benefits have improved. You know significantly, our pension is. Uh, you know, is 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 dramatically improved, and and they've done some other things um, that have really helped out. So it's much appreciated. It's good that they didn't forget about you guys. Yeah, yeah. for sure. It's a know. foundation, man. Yeah, I mean, we were the one. You know, as with anything, you know, there's there's always a group that you know lays the foundation, you mm-hmm. know, and and makes the sacrifice, and you know, for the for the for the benefit of those that come behind them. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it was, um, things are pretty good right now. Awesome. Do you have a question, Jack? Keep looking at me. No, I don't got a question. For you. <laughs> <laughs> um, I had a question for you, man. You, you spoke about it earlier. Um, did it feel like you were a modern day gladiator out there whenever you were playing football and all those fans and those lights? Like, what did it feel like, man? No, I mean, I think it was just, I mean, it was just like a huge adrenaline rush. And I think you, you know, I mean, that game, it's, it's, you know, it's a violent game, right? And so, yeah, I think, in a, I guess, in a sense, you could probably say, you know, the, 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 the harder the hit or the, you know, the, 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 people getting carried off, you know, the more the fans were like into it. So it would kind of, you know, almost equate to something like, you know, a gladiator, you know, mentality. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, it was, was, you know, violence, <laughs> legalized violence. <laughs> you know? And that's the title of the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well and you know interestingly is that once you retire you know you you know for so many years man you know you you were out there you were playing you were able to take out all your frustrations and stuff then then when you lost that at, i mean you know have guys having anger management control stuff mm-hmm. you know was a real was a you know issue for guys that had you know retired guys and and uh so what was your mindset when you when you left the game well i was I mean, I, I think I was I was ready. You know, I was ready to get on with whatever was. Um, I was happy I was able to get out of it without having any serious injuries. And, you know, I was very fortunate to play. So, I mean, if I had played, you know, three years less or three years more, I don't know if that would have changed a whole lot. But I was, yeah, I was ready. You know, I was ready to get on. You know, my, I think my mindset was, you know, you, there's no way you can play this game forever, so you might as well, you know, get out while you're in good shape and move on and mm-hmm. get on to the next stage. Was that transition pretty easy for you then? I would, yeah. I mean, well, it's, I wouldn't say it was easy, you know. I mean, you just, like I said, there's just that – you know the camaraderie of the locker room. Uh, you miss. That's what you hear the most from a lot of people. Is just missing that locker room. Missing the locker room. Just you know, you just like I said, you're in that click. When you're in it, you're in it. And, mm-hmm. and, Brotherhood. Yeah, and um, you know, and then having the uh, 
you know, having an avenue, an outlet for, you know, frustrations that, you know, maybe you were having in the other part of your life that, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, that you could go out there and take it out on somebody. Saving yeah. it for Sunday. Saving it for Saving Sunday. It. <laughs> <laughs> Spilt coffee on a brand new white shirt. Oh, this <laughs> Sunday. This <laughs> person is getting it. Eric Dickerson's going to get he, it this week. Walter Payton. Walter Payton's going to yeah. He's going to get it up. <laughs> man, you played with Walter during the time of Walter Payton? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Man. Yeah, we played him a couple times. Man of the year right there, man. He was awesome. We went up to uh, Lake Forest, Illinois, uh, one training camp and scrimmage the Bears for three or four days because we were, we were getting ready. We had a preseason game against them, so we just went up there and, and scrimmage. He, he was, he was he's an awesome guy. He was an awesome guy, man. Soft-spoken, a lot of, you know, just really a cool dude. And, you know, one of the greatest guys to ever play the game, man. It was awesome to get to know him. So... So, with that example, was there any other guys you played against that you're just like starstruck? Like, I can't believe I'm playing against this dude right now. Oh, I mean, there were some guys that were just, yeah. I mean, Joe Montana, you know, Jerry Rice, Dickerson, you know, all these guys were end up being. Uh, I think my rookie year, we played the Steelers on Monday night. I was walking across the Superdome pregame, and Terry Bradshaw, Franco Harris, uh, you know, we're out there like the just tossing reception. the ball, That's tossing awesome. the ball around, you know. And so I was like, I went over there and talked to him and stuff. Well, yeah, and uh, got to. So it was, uh, it was really cool. Man, man, that's so cool. Yeah, and you know, like so, you get to know, you know, you get to know guys um, a little bit because you did play them so often. Um, and didn't Frank just die not too like a couple? Yeah, Frank Harris just passed away. Yeah, like a week or two ago. Yeah, and. So you know one of the one of the really f- funny things that maybe people don't really s- back in those days they didn't see it number one because there wasn't as many TV cameras right. you know like now they you <laughs> you can see every detail uh, you know of the game but uh, we were playing San Francisco and you know as a defensive back you always try to disguise your coverages and stuff and you mm-hmm. know and, and joe montana was just you know i mean he had, he's just so was so smart and you know he, he he'd seen every kind of defense that you know you could throw at a guy mm-hmm. and so we're doing all this moving around shit and so he's looking around calling out signals and then he just looked at me and winked <laughs> what? oh my god winked like oh, shit. oh he knows what we're in <laughs> he knows Dude. what defense we're gonna play and so uh yeah man that was a, i bet your uh, heart sank in your chest I mean, you just like okay well <laughs> i'm about to get cooked <laughs> that's so cool. and that's what made him so good you know because he would know you know there's always a weakness to every defense right yeah and so you know when he would when he'd take the snap he he he'd go back and he would look to see if you know if he could make a big play to Jerry Rice or John Taylor or Freddie Solomon and if it wasn't there well he knew where the he knew where the outlet guy was mm-hmm. you know and there was always somebody open and that's you know and then he moved the ball down the field and it was very frustrating from a defensive perspective because it was just tough to get him stopped you had to play him twice a year right twice a year yeah, yeah. and we beat him quite, we beat him a few times we beat him out there a couple of times, and I think we beat him in the Superdome once. So, 
And it was called the Caesar Superdome back then, right? Or was it the Tulane Stadium? Or like, where'd you play it? It was in the Superdome. Okay. I don't. I mean, they just called it the Superdome. I don't know if they. That was had back any. in the. That was back in the day when the stadiums no would actually be called the stadium. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And it wasn't the Mercedes one that they have now, right? Because that it was. It was. I think it was at one time the Mercedes Superdome, but now it's something else. See, yeah. Oh, so you actually played at the one that's currently. Mm-hmm. There, the Saints playing now. Yep. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they built that. I think in 1968. I think the Saints have played there every year. Really? Okay. Did you Did you like live primarily in New Orleans whenever you're playing? Yeah. Did you like living there? I did. I did. I, I liked New Orleans. It was you know back in those days. It was uh, you know things were less you know. Dangerous, I would say. (laughs) Maybe I don't know how to say it. A little less Mardi Gras action back then. Yeah, I mean, like people were like, you know, more respectful of other people, and so, and and the thing about the thing about Louisiana, Louisiana, you know, people are just football nut crazy. They, you know, they just LSU. Oh, it's in the blood. They just, yeah. you, You know, you're a football fan if you're a Louisiana. You know, you're born and raised, you love football. And so mm-hmm. the Saints fans were just unbelievably awesome. And, you know, when the Saints first came into being in 1968, they, uh, you know, they didn't have a whole lot of success. You know, I think at one time right before I got there, I think they were called the Aints. Yeah, I right? remember seeing that. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but, you know, those fans supported that team through, you know, the good times and the bad times. And, so living down there was great. I mean, you know, just people were just, you know, they were just, you know, if you played for the Saints, they loved you, mm-hmm. you know. And so uh, we really enjoyed our time down there. So walking around town, were you guys like big time or would you walk around with your jersey on or, the, I mean, were no. you recognizable? No, 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 no. <laughs> yeah, typically you wouldn't walk around with your jersey on, but... <laughs> I think, yeah, I mean, you know, I think there was a certain amount of of people that would, you know, if they were diehard fans, they would recognize people. You know, I think there were times that we would go out to eat and, you know, someone might come up and ask for an autograph or something like that. But, you know, obviously it depended on, you know, who, who, who you know, what player you were, you know. Right. So some guys are more popular than, you know, just because of, position or, or whatever right right mm-hmm. so but yeah man new orleans was great we really enjoyed our time there but you know when we got ready to you know i met my wife actually after my rookie year i was up here in joplin um at, you know during the off season and uh, and met my the lady that i have been married to now for 39 years and so um when we were you know, knew that I was getting at the end of my career. We were trying to figure out whether we wanted to, you know, live in New Orleans. I was out in L.A. at the time, so we, you know, so we had a place in New Orleans. You know, we were in L.A., you know, because I was playing for the Rams. And we just had, you know, we had one, you know, our old, our first oldest son was born in like 1986. So he was, you know, less, you know, about a year old. So we, we tried, you know, we just like, well, do we want to, where do we want to live? You know, where we want to try and raise a family. And so my, my mom, you know, folks were here. Um, 
in Joplin. My wife's folks were in Carthage, so we decided to move back here. So that's how we ended up here. Right on. Wow. Uh, now, I will say this, though. We took my, you know, we would go to New Orleans, go to the alumni functions and stuff, and every once in a while, you know, we've taken our kids down there a lot. And uh, as the boys got older, you know, they were like, why did you move? Should have raised us here. I <laughs> love it, Dad. <laughs> yeah, man. I can only imagine. So, yeah. yeah. My dad would tell me all the times about it. He's like, yeah, we used to live on a lake house, and then we um, moved into Neosho. And I was like, why'd you leave the lake? <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> what was the best food you ate up there in New Orleans? Oh, man. Crawfish etouffee for me. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that was my favorite. But I like, you know, I like seafood. And, you know, it was, there was, uh, where we, we lived in Kenner, which is kind of the little suburb furthest west from New Orleans. Uh, there was New Orleans, then Metairie and Kenner. And so the practice facility was in Metairie. For, for the Saints and in between in between the practice facility and, and, and our in our condo, they had like there was fresh fish markets and stuff. So you'd go in there and you'd grab, you know, redfish fillets or ooh, speckled trout. You know, this is like a daily thing. Oh my mouth's water, awesome, dude. Holy <laughs> shrimp. Yeah, yeah, dude. Yeah. yeah. And so it was um, yeah, the food was unreal. Now, one thing I've heard about New Orleans is the smell. Was there a smell back then? Or? Oh, yeah. Yeah? Yeah. The first quarter is, I mean, we, we had a lot of fun down there, but it's nasty. <laughs> yeah. It's just straight up nasty. <laughs> There's no way to do it. You can't, you can't sugarcoat that at all. Yeah. yeah. I've yet to go to a big city and not think like, man, there's a funky smell. <laughs> like Kansas City is honestly not that bad. It's pretty, it's pretty widespread, you know, but you go into St. Louis, smells awful. Yeah. <laughs> so, so like, the, you know, so, the, the 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 regulars don't go down to the French Quarter, right? But all the tur- tourists do. So you know, when I was a rookie, you know, like my mom and dad, you know, I wanted to show them, you know, I'm the big city of New Orleans and stuff. So we took, we went down to the French Quarter, man. They were like, what? What's that? What's that smell? <laughs> <laughs> Trying to explain, you know that. Um, Anything goes down there in the French Quarter, so <laughs> so I I, I kind of stopped with uh, you know taking people who had not been to New Orleans, thought kind of taking them to the French Quarter first first thing. You got to break them in slow, right? Gosh. <laughs> so that's a good question, though. Yeah, it it's legit. Yeah, <laughs> I can only imagine, man. That's so awesome. Uh, do you guys have any more questions for Frank? Oh, man, I'm trying to rack my brain right now. Oh, man, I appreciate you guys having me out. I mean, rehashing all these old stories, I'm sure, you know, it's kind of, I'm an old guy now. It's kind of boring, but. Oh, man, I like I was telling these guys before, like, every time that I've got to pick your brain was one of the best afternoons. <laughs> oh, life, man, dude. well, I appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> I've got a game for you, Frank. A game, all right. Okay. This is not really for the dudes. This is just mainly for you. I just want to test your uh, knowledge. Oh. <laughs> you remember I had a lot of concussions. Oh, I, oh, I know. <laughs> so let's uh, 
in your era, so um, the 80s, but 70s, 80s, and 90s, mm. there was nicknames were abundant. Everybody had a nickname. All the best players had nicknames. Okay? Okay, yeah. So this I'd is agree the, with that. <laughs> so this is the nickname game, okay? Okay. See how many of these you can get right. All right. Okay. What did they call hockey legend Gordie Howe? Hockey? Yeah, I'm throwing on <laughs> He's hockey, basketball, player. and football. Hockey. I'm throwing all three in here, dude. <laughs> oh, Kyle. Gee, man, I have no idea. I never watched hockey. Okay. That's that's Sticks. one down, Frank. He's like Gretzky is like the one player he can name. Right. <laughs> Just like probably I could. Like well, Gordie Howe is Mr. Hockey. Okay. <laughs> okay. Wow. What did they call Walter Payton? Sweetness. I knew you'd get Ooh. that one. What did they call Mike Tyson? Oh God. Uh, man, I know this one. This is a Frank game, Jackson. I know I'm it's a Frank game. game. I know it's a Frank game. Yeah, man. I don't know, man. Iron oh, Mike. Yep, Iron, Iron Mike Tyson. Mike. Okay. What did they call No, wait a minute now. They used to call Ditka that too. Iron Mike, didn't they? Oh Mike really? Ditka? I have no idea. Uh, I never knew that one. Yeah. I think they did, maybe. We'll have to, we'll have to research that. Okay. okay. What was uh, Joe Montana's nickname? Joe Cool. There you go. What was Wayne Gretzky's nickname? <laughs> Hell, I have no idea. I mean, he has many. He's like Babe Ruth with many nicknames. The main one is the great one. Great one. one. <laughs> you got it. Okay. <laughs> what do they call Julius Irving? Dr. J. All right. What do they call um, Kenny Smith from the Houston Rockets? Jet. Okay. What do they call Reggie Jackson? Mr. October. Okay. What do they call Clyde Drexler? Uh, Clyde the Glide or Boom. something like that? Oh. What do they call Pete Maravich? Ah. Oh. <laughs> Pistol. There you yeah. go, Pistol. man. <laughs> rocking it, Frank. I knew you would. What do they call the boxer Ray Leonard? Um... You were about to say Sugar. It. There you go, Sugar man. Ray. What do they call Hakeem Olajuwon? Uh, God damn, I know it. Um, of course you do. You got this, Frank. <laughs> dang, I can't think of it. He had a famous move that was called this as well. Uh, uh, the, uh, oh, you're about to say it? It's not the dream, is Boom, it? Boom, you got dream? it. Okay. <laughs> All right. What do they call Gary Payton? Gary Payton. NBA guy, right? Yep. Mm. Man, I do need to play for the Sonics. Yep. Uh, man, I can't. The glove. Wow, the glove. Defensive, yeah. Yep. He was outstanding. Defensive. What do they call Carl Malone? Mailman. Boom. What do they call Jerome Bettis? Uh, the bus. Okay. What do they call Pete Rose? Oh, God. Um, God dang it. I know. This one, I'm struggling to come with this it's one, too. what he's known for. God, um, I can tell it's on the tip of your tongue, dude. I can is tell. It, huh? Is it, is it gambling? <laughs> no, okay, yeah. that's what he's known for. <laughs> 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 Mr. Hustle. There you go, Charlie Hustle. Charlie Hustle. Yeah, Charlie Hustle. Okay. Wow. Famous pitcher Randy Johnson. Oh, man, I've always wanted a Randy Johnson. Big, tall dude. Man. You're close. Like You're close. 10. You're close. You got first part of it right. Um, God, man. I never was a big baseball guy, though. The big unit. The big unit. Yeah. You're close, <laughs> man. The big it. unit. What a big nickname unit. to have. <laughs> what a nickname. Next one. <laughs> Deion Sanders. Prime time. Prime time. Okay, this one. Brian Bosworth. 
The boss. The boss. The boss. All right, two more. Oh, is, arguably might be my 30 for favorite 30 for 30 episode is oh dude the that's a good 30 for 30 it's it's so sad towards the end <sighs> i mean especially when he's showing his kids the photos and stuff in the in the storage mm-hmm. unit yeah one of my favorites yeah that was awesome mm-hmm. um this one I, I'm, I'm gonna give you the nickname and you tell me who it is okay his airness michael jordan michael jordan <laughs> and then one more the black mamba uh, that's Kobe. 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 Ryan. All right. Wow. This is better than I thought I was going to do. Dude, you rocked it. Yeah, that was insane. Two. I wouldn't you have gotten better than I did. I for told sure. you. I did big units. This guy's yeah, a man. legend, guys. I'm telling you. <laughs> I'm telling you, dude. I didn't even know half of those. Exactly. <laughs> I knew this guy would get them all. All right. I think you only missed two, man. Like two or three. I didn't get the big units. Surprised you get, missed Iron Mike Tyson. Then. You didn't yeah, get Mike Tyson. Yeah, that was. And you didn't get Gordy Howe. Yeah, I, the hockey. And you didn't and get Wayne Gretzky. Yeah, the hockey got me. Yeah, thrust them, dude. Pretty good. Seventeen Iron, for Iron twenty-one. Mike. Iron Mike. Yeah, that's pretty good stuff, dude. Okay, this is just a fun one right here. So Jackson alluded to it a second ago. Babe Ruth had the most nicknames. Can you guys name name any of them? I know you guys are gonna name the ones from Sandlot. Those are the obvious ones. Can you name any other ones from Sandlot or any other ones for for Babe Ruth? Outside of what, or name the ones, the name ones you think you know for Babe Ruth. What? Uh, I'm trying to think Bambi? of the ones. Out- okay, the, yeah, the great <laughs> that's, from, great Bambi. that's from Sandlot. The great Bambi. Uh, okay. <laughs> that's right. from Sandlot. I love that. Um, great Bambino, Salt in the Swat. Okay, Salt in the Swat. That's good. Uh, Colossus of Clout. Colossus of Clout. I'm just trying to think of the ones that are named off of Sandlot. To be honest. Uh, Okay, so you pretty much got all the ones from Sandlot. So I'm gonna read them off here: the Mauling Menace, Mastodon, the Monarch, Monarch the Sashem of Slug, <laughs> the Prince of Pounders, the Wizard of Whack, the Wally of Wallop, Blunderbuss, the Behemoth of Bust, the Raja of Rap, the Ma- <laughs> the Maharaja of Mash, the Wazir of Wham. <laughs> modern, they, had a, they had a certain style back then. Sure did. Modern Beowulf. That's a good one. I name him modern Beowulf. That's yeah. awesome. I'm surprised. Uh, I, they knew what Beowulf was back then. Beowulf is an old book. Dude. Okay. Yeah. Hey, concussions or not, I didn't. I would not have gotten any of those. No, <laughs> no way. Um, Herman the Great, the Big Bam. Jidge, J I D G E. Jidge, Jidge. I'm just call you Jidge. What was that? What the Great Herm? Yeah. Why? Herman the Great. Herman the Great. Why? I don't know. Well, I think I think his middle name is Babe Herman Ruth. Okay. Well, I have to take your word for it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I believe you. The the King of Swing, Titan of Terror, King of Crash, Colossus of Clout, Sultan of Swat, Babe, the Great Bambino. Nice. All right. That's pretty impressive. Good. Yeah. Very interesting. Yes. A lot of nicknames. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, Frank, that's it, man. Man, appreciate you guys asking me to be here. Awesome. Dude, if you would mind coming back someday. Hey, anytime. Ask me. I'm, like, I would love for you to come on right before NFL season comes on just to give a little primer. What do you think yeah. about the season coming up? Yeah. Ooh, Let's that'd be it. fun. That would be really fun. Yeah. yeah. Let's do it, man. We can Get a professional that, telling us what's, what's really going on. <laughs> like, yeah. 
Cool. Maybe get some betting lines. <laughs> At least you know? that, yeah. Way. Yeah. <laughs> that way we can have people on the show that are like, I've never played the game in their life trying to act like, ah, oh, you should have done that. <laughs> <You know? laughs> oh, man. Yeah, man, I hear you. Frank, before we leave, do you have any questions for us or anything? Uh, nothing I can think of. Like how I we think got you guys so good are looking? Like, yeah, I mean, like, like, you guys are, like, cool. Thanks. Appreciate man. that. Like, yeah, That's dude. awesome. From a pro. I guess I'm going to have to, you know, like I, I told Rachel, I'm going to have to subscribe. I love it, Ooh, man. Love that, it. Hit that button. Hit, hit that, that button, button. Yeah. 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 I told I told somebody, I said, uh, you know, just, you know, ring that bell or what, you know, like in my day, you know, that was like knocking somebody out. Exactly. It's a whole new thing, man. With the, <laughs> 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 like that bell, man. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Well, guys, uh, that's been episode 71 of Crashing with Friends. Once again, Frank, thank you for being on here, man. Awesome. Appreciate it. And uh, we'll see you guys all next week. Bye. Bye. Sounds Peace. good. Later. Crashing with Friends. Bye.